In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In today's parable of the sower, the Lord speaks of four categories of people. The first are those who hear God's word, but it's as if they have it. They heard it, but it's like they didn't hear it. Immediately the devil comes and he takes it from their hearts. The devil snatches the good seed from off the path. The second are those who listen gladly and become enthusiastic, but they don't have any roots. So they, didn't, they don't endure very long. When the first difficulties arise, temptations, adversities, something that makes them very nervous, they get very worried, whatever it might be, they give up. And the devil removes the word that could teach them. The third category are those who have zeal. They have faith. They are serious people. They try hard. But they confuse the spiritual life with the worldly life. They just kind of just live life or whatever, but not in a spiritual way. One commentator said, these are those who have ungrateful souls. They're serious. They want to be serious, but somehow there's like, they aren't all the way. The ungrateful soul is a public highway for evil. They're not willing to live the spiritual life in this world, and they don't bear fruit. It's the third. As for the people in the fourth category, they are those who the seed of God's word falls in good soil. They are those who struggle and strive to cut out the flaws, to cut off the sin. They don't follow whims. They don't get carried away by pleasures. This one cultivates the soul and becomes good and pure. We see the word of God bear fruit. This last group have hearts that keep rhythm with God. Their heart and the heart of God beat as one. Father Roman Braga, who was in and out of communist concentration camps in Romania from 1948 to 1964, he was actually arrested with a group of fellow priests and uh, monks who were actually arrested for praying the Jesus Prayer, and reading St. Gregory Palamas. Romanian communist leaders thought that's going to overthrow the government. They're, gonna, they're trying to overthrow the government by praying the Jesus Prayer and reading St. Gregory, and they threw them all into prison. There were so many of them. These are the Romanian, some of the Romanian martyrs. We have an icon in some of their relics. They were, there were so many of them in these prisons, they turned them into monasteries. I mean, they were still in a prison. There were still guards. But the guards were even taken with how these men loved each other and prayed. And they did services. I mean, they just, you know, they went to each other for confession. You know, just like they just kept living their life. Father Roman was part of that. He reposed in America, by the way. He wrote a most amazing little marvelous book called Exploring the Inner Universe. And in that he said that the mother of God is a type for perfect prayer. This is his quote. For in her, for the first time, we see the heart of God and the heart of man beating and remain beating together. This is our goal during prayer, which is to say every minute of the day, this is what we're looking for in our souls. During prayer... This is uh, Father Roman. During prayer, he goes on to say, 
Man enters into the divine rhythm, the rhythm of the Holy Spirit. And then he says the most amazing line, the crisis of modern man is arrhythmia. Afib, you know? That's the crisis of modern man is arrhythmia. So I went ahead and looked it up even though I was pretty sure I knew what it was. And I knew what it was, like you do. But I just want to read what the Mayo Clinic thinks it is. Arrhythmia is an irregular heartbeat. Heart arrhythmias occur when the electrical signals that coordinate the heart's beats do not work properly. The faulty signaling causes the heart to beat too fast, as some of you know, too slow, as some of the rest of you might know, uh, if you have this, or just cause the heart to beat irregularly. Some heart arrhythmias may cause bothersome. Sometimes it's life-threatening. There's lots of signs and symptoms. AFib, this chaotic heart signaling, causes a rapid, uncoordinated heart rate. The condition might be temporary, but unless this episode is treated or stopped somehow, it's associated with serious complications, including stroke. If we're going to have hearts that beat in rhythm with God's heart, what are we going to do? How are we going to do it? And maybe we just need more reflection about that the crisis of modern man is arrhythmia. Like, our hearts don't beat with the Lord's heart. We're out of sync, you know. We, we, we let our hearts do whatever they want. Maybe another way to think about it, our hearts can run all over the place and think whatever it wants and want whatever it wants, and we barely stop it. And the Lord's calling our hearts to just beat with his, you know, in rhythm. And again, Father Roman Braga says, with the mother of God, we see it for the first time. She becomes the great example for us. Someone whose heart is beating in rhythm with the Lord's and just with the Father and kept, kept it up. Didn't ever break. Well, if we're going to, to uh, cure the arrhythmia and start to have two hearts beat as one, we're going to need to be that fourth category of people, that fourth soil, that fourth type in the parable of the sower today. And in the parable of the sower, it says for this last one, and for those that, as for that in good soil, they were those who heard the word of God, held it fast in an honest and good heart, and brought forth fruit with patience. So holding it fast. How are we going to hold it fast? Well, they didn't let it go. <laughs> they just held on to it. They received the word of God. A seed was planted in their souls, in their hearts. It happened in a liturgy or reading scripture or talking with a friend or in prayer, on a walk with the Lord. A seed was planted and they just didn't, that was it. They didn't need more seeds. They got it. They're going to grow it. You know, they didn't need a hundred seeds. They got the one. That's all they needed. And they held it fast. They didn't let it go. They reminded themselves. They memorized things. They memorized the truth of the gospel. They practiced it. They focused on Christ. They only wanted to act out of love. Father Seraphim Rose gave these really practical suggestions for holding it fast. He said, daily prayers, morning and evening. Read every day at least a chapter or even a few verses from one of the four Gospels. And then he said, read a little each day of a book. And he gave the example of the unseen warfare. But I think we could, we could pick like any good Orthodox book. So... Morning and evening prayers, you know, and reading some from scripture and then reading some from some 
you know, good Orthodox book. And I would underline Orthodox there. It's fine to read other things maybe, but in to hold it fast, like in your prayer time, this isn't the time to read like a good book on psychology or a book by some other author we don't know anything about maybe. Novels are fine too, but not for, the, not for this holding it fast, not for the morning, not for the evening, not for our prayers. Father Seraphim had a lot more to say, but I'll, you can email me if you want to hear the whole program here. But these three things, A, B, and C, daily prayers, morning and evening, reading the gospel, even just a little bit every day, and reading from something like Unseen Warfare or some other great Orthodox book. That's holding it fast. The second one was in an honest and good heart. The Greek word for honest has somewhat higher meaning than what we now attach to English. English. It could be better expressed as noble, in a noble heart, or an honorable heart. The two adjectives are frequently joined together by Greek writers, so it'll say nobly good. So we're looking for a heart that's like nobly good. And that's like the highest ideal of moral excellence. If your heart is not good, if it's not honest, what should you do? I think first we have to admit our hearts are not always good and our hearts are not always honest. And to not admit that is to like live in la-la land or something. So for all of us, faithful, Sunday morning, got up, got ready, got here, we have to be also willing to admit, my heart is so often not in rhythm with the Lord. I let it do whatever it wants. I even lead it astray. What do we do if we are willing to admit that, discover what does the church have to offer? What kind of medicine? The first is to come and tell the truth about yourself to God and receive the prayers of absolution. To not hide anything from yourself, to not hide anything from God. To not think of yourself as different than you are, but like admit the actual problems. And then you can be saved. Jesus came for the sinners, not those who thought they didn't sin. He came for the sick, not that those who thought they didn't need a doctor. And the sick have to go to the doctor, and the doctor says what's wrong. And if you, maybe you've done this, haven't said everything that was on your mind that drove you to the doctor. My wife's like, tell him everything. Um, <laughs> Tell him you have headaches or whatever, you know. Tell him everything. And that's what we do with the Lord, right? It's confession. We go and we say everything. We don't hold anything back. Come and tell the truth about yourself, not pretending you're better than you are. And learn the truth that every gardener knows that soils can be made better. A soil can be rehabbed. You know, if you've ever tried to plant anything and some of the soil we have, you know stuff has to be added to it. It's got to be worked a little bit. You don't just throw a tree in the ground and hope for the best. You have to like work the soil and make it the right pH or whatever. I know nothing about this, but I know like that much about it. Something has to be done. The soil is not just ready for every flower to go in it. You know, something has to be done. Learn the truth that soils can change. But they don't get better if you do nothing. And they don't get better if you pretend they're fine. The last thing, bring forth fruit with patience. This word patience would be better translated perseverance or steadfast. Patience is fine. We know what it is. We think of, basically, when we think of patience, we mostly think of impatience. Like patience is like drumming your fingers or stomping your feet. And that's not patience. You know, that's impatience. But bring forth fruit with Perseverance. 
The word implies something more vigorous than the passive submission that we associate with patience. It's not being like patient, like just waiting back. It's persevering. It's like pushing in. We bring forth with work. He that endures to the end. It isn't passive. It's an active effort. It's a struggle. And that's what we want. <laughs> we want the path of most resistance. We want, to, we want to pick up our cross and follow Christ. He said to do it. You know, pick up your cross and follow him up the hill. The modern man's crisis is arrhythmia. I feel it in myself. I saw it in the news a ton this week. Watching all this that's going on in the Middle East, I just saw a ton of arrhythmia. In myself, in the news, we feel it in the wars in Ukraine too. The civil unrest that can happen and have happened in our cities. And our hearts can slip into AFib. We can start to just let our hearts do whatever they want in regards to these things. And the Lord's saying, have them beat with me. Have your heart beat with mine. John, the beloved disciple, at the Last Supper, laid his head on Christ's heart. Amazing. To hear the Lord's heartbeat. Don't you just want that? Don't you just long for that? Don't you just hate that you might have been at the table like too far to do it? You know, John was just next to him. He's like, I'm going in. You know, <laughs> Jesus loves me. I'm just going to lay my head on his chest. I want to feel that. I want to hear that heartbeat. I can just ask too, like, have you done that? Our sweetest Lord Jesus can grant us a heart that's repentant. His grace can restore our hearts. So I would say, ending the sermon here, let us offer him our hearts and our bones. Let's offer him everything. Our whole bodies, our whole souls, all our strength, everything we've got, let's just offer it to the Lord. Don't hold back. The Lord that dwells in silence can renew our hearts. Soils can change. That's the good news. In the name of the Father and the Son. Amen.